Welcome to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We appreciate all of you for tuning into the show. Today is Sunday, October 27th, 2019. I'm Scott Lohman. Joining me today is Harlan Garble, president of the Humanists of Minnesota. We welcome listener interaction during the live show with your phone calls to 952-946-6205 or your emails to radio at mnatheist.org. The views of the interviewers and the guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of Minnesota atheists. The Humanists of Minnesota is a local chapter of the American Humanist Association and has been around for over 25 years. Actually, getting close to 35. Harmon Garble is the new president of the organization. We're going to be talking about the group and humanism this morning. You can find links and program archives on the Minnesota Atheists website. Harlan, welcome to Atheist Talk. Thank you, Scott. It's a pleasure being here with you this morning. Thanks. Yeah, it, it's exciting that the Humanists is a group. Um, um, I'm, I'll let people know I'm a past president of the organization on that and have served on the board and with a variety of positions in the group. And um, it's an interesting history because we're a group with no home. We have no place that we call our own to show up to. We pick a place to meet and then we have people show up. And we've managed to survive for that many years. I find that amazing. And you're just showing the latest incarnation that our group is quite capable of going forward. So what? Um, first, let's just go and take a look at your background. Have you always been a humanist or did you, like most of us, move from religion to humanism? I've always been a non-believer, even as a kid, a little kid. Um, I never bought in. I, first of all, I grew up in a Jewish household. Okay. So I, I, I always have identified myself culturally and socially as Jewish. But um, – and my grandparents were extremely orthodox Jews. And I used to go to their, you know, their synagogue on Saturdays, and uh, and all the um, all the prayers and rituals just never resonated with me. And I have a sort of a, a interesting sort of origin story. I remember I was about five or six years old, and uh, you know, I would hear God all the time. God forbid, or you know, God bless you when you sneeze. Whoops! I think my tea just spilled. Yeah. And um, and I asked my mother one day. I said, "Mom, what? A, who's this God? You know." And I could see her her wheels turning, thinking about this. And she says, "Well, it's this old man with a beard, like sitting on a cloud." Um, and I just knew that was BS, even as a little kid. And uh, and I, you know, from that point onward, I, you know, I, obviously I didn't have any philosophical. A framework for my thinking as a kid, but I just never bought into uh, all the religious teachings that I was exposed to and all the stuff that was on television uh, that was faith-based and stuff like that. So I, I'd like to think of myself as, 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 as like as a non-believer from a very young age. Yeah, that, it, it, it's interesting because not everybody goes that way or we sort of go along with the game because I did that. I was brought up as basically a nominal local or um, evangelical, what's now evangelical Lutheran, grew out of the um, ALC or the LCA were the, um, the two uh, denominations that merged to form that. And so grew up in a small town. My dad is the uh, town funeral director, so... I, when it was old enough, was his um, his assistant for for many a funeral. So I got to see the inside of of many churches on that, and for me, that started me thinking. Because if I'm going, if this is all the same religion, why are they all so different <laughs> on that part? So I got exposed that way, and it sounds like you didn't even get to that point. You're already questioning things before things got moving along, right? Yeah, so. Um, then uh, when did you move on to then uh, looking at humanism? Well, I've always heard of the term of humanism. Um, but what happened is, um, you know, I, 25 years ago, I moved up here from Chicago. And uh, it was very difficult finding people, you know, compatible people and friends. I think it's pretty common for uh, people who migrate to the Twin Cities. And I would say about seven, eight years ago, I, I started getting getting interested in this. I, I, somebody told me about this website called Meetup, Meetup.com, and, I, and there's there's got to be hundreds of different groups on Meetup. Oh yeah. And um, so some, somehow or other, I, I saw at, uh, about the humanists of Minnesota. 
they had like a happy hour. And I says, well, this is, this is great. You know, this is something to do on a Friday evening. Maybe I can, meet, you know, meet a couple people. And so I went down there. It was in the neighborhood in the uptown area. And uh, that's when I met uh, some some humanists. And I really didn't know anything specific about humanism. I had a vague idea what it was. But uh, Audrey was the leader. Audrey Kingstrom, for, for our listeners, was the president. I don't know if she was president at the time, but she was leading that happy hour. And I talked with her and I talked with a few other people. Uh, and that sort of got me going. And I started going to more humanists of Minnesota events. And uh, one thing led to the other, and here I am. Yeah, and it's great to have you on board. Um, we're a, a very democratic organization. Um, we have a, um, a operating board, and then uh, we've got a variety of different things that we do. So um, the humanists, uh, again, have been around for um, close to um, 35 years. So what are some of the plans to take humanism forward? Um the the thing that I found I've found fascinating about our group is when I joined back in the early nineties, um, we were basically a bunch of old white guys, and I was the youngest of the old white guys on that part. And now we've moved quite a ways from that as a group, and we're continuing to expand beyond just um, where we were at that point. So, what are some of our goals going forward? Well, I think you put your finger on it. I mean, I have to admit, people can't see me, but I am an old white guy. And uh, but it's been our it's it's been our plan to 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 really broaden our tent, to become more diverse, uh, have more females in positions of power and influence, have more minorities in positions of power and influence in the movement locally, to get younger, obviously, and we've made strides in that. I mean, still, for some reason, it does attract an older contingent of Caucasian folks, you know, female and male. But, you know, we understand that in order for the, order for the movement to really grow, we have to diversify. And so we do have programs where we try to bring in people. We encourage people, younger people, people of color to come in and test us out, see what we're about. But you know, uh, truth be told, I mean, some of the some of the uh, you know the Hispanic American community and the, and the African American community they are very conservative movements, mm-hmm. and so you you really have to try to attract folks, younger folks at the margins. Uh, you know, church is very important to these folks, and I understand that. But there are a lot of you know younger people who perhaps you know, don't feel comfortable in the church setting, in a very conservative church setting, and we could be a home for them because we're very open, we're very progressive. Uh, we, we match some of their political views, their philosophical views, and we find we feel that we're a, we can be a home for those folks, those African-American, Hispanic-American, or whatever type of American you are, uh, to come in and, you know, become part of us, you know, you know, join our committees, get on the board, and have a have a voice. Be influential, because we would like to reflect our broader society. And we're making strides. We're not where we want to be, but we are making strides in that direction. Yeah, we definitely are. We do actually have a caller, and um, we're going to uh, bring on David from San Francisco, and we'll uh, um, see what he has to say. Hi, David. Hey, morning. Greetings from, yeah, San Francisco. Just getting crack of dawn here. Hey, yeah, a couple of things. I, I was lucky enough uh, the other day to hit a yard sale and got a big pile of Haldeman Julius books. Uh, wondering if anybody's familiar with those. Oh, and, yeah, those uh, are fascinating. Were they the little blue buck ones? No, they're actually the the monthlies. Okay. And uh, I've been reading about Amy Semple McPherson for, uh, I think I got uh, a collection of them between 1926 and 1928. And Amy Semple McPherson uh, was caught up in her scandal at the time, and uh, so there were a lot of a lot of funny exposés that were coming out about her. But uh, actually, my real purpose in calling, um, the more I study uh, the mega churches, uh-huh. and and especially uh, when you get down into uh, Colorado Springs, which is where the Air Force Academy is. There are mega churches that generals are ordering the troops to go to. And I'm wondering if uh, you're very familiar with money laundering and uh, power politics in, in uh, mega churches. I, I've been, uh, I, I read, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, 
if it was an old Joseph McCabe, I, if if it was some, it might have been something I read in actually one of the old Haldeman Juliuses of you know sixty years ago, where uh, uh, Billy Graham in his earliest days back in the nineteen fifties. Uh, Billy Graham had actually made a deal with uh, one of the famous mobsters uh, to come down from the rafters and get saved. Uh, it wasn't Joey Gallo. I'm trying to think of who it was. But uh, the the guy, uh, he was paid $25,000 to come down from the rafters and get saved, and that would make Billy Graham look like a real winner. And uh, the... The idea that uh, the mega churches were being used as money laundering operations, and part of the reason why thing, you know people like Pat Robertson and, and uh, Jerry Falwell and uh, so and some of these other guys were really kissing up to Richard Nixon all the way through Reagan, all the way through Iran Contra and the Bushes and whatnot, that uh, these churches are being used as money laundering operations and then they will uh give their political uh imprimatur uh to to endorse these candidates uh, and in fact this came up with hey, Jerry Dave? Falwell Jr. Uh, Dave we've got to put you on hold cuz we're coming up to our first break so if you want to hang on through the break we can uh, tackle that when we get back so, you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Uh, join us back after the break. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Join us for New Beginnings, Saturday mornings at 11, brought to you in part by Vision Loss Resources. Northeast Minneapolis is known for its creativity, and you'll know exactly why when you eat at Hazel's Northeast. Their creatively prepared comfort food will have you coming back week after week. Breakfasts like biscuits and gravy, granola pancakes, and brisket hash. For lunch, homemade soup, and one of the best Rubens in town. And don't miss the daily risotto or Chef Ali's ever-changing dinner specials. Come on in. Bring the whole family. Hazel's Northeast delivers real good food. Family owned at 29th and Johnson in Minneapolis. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. Hi, my name is Mickey McCabe, and I'm the owner of Cucumbers Restaurant at 75th and Francine Dina. If you've never been to Cucumbers, it's a buffet-style restaurant with a huge variety of salads, homemade soups, bakery items, and hot entrees that change daily and nightly. Plus, our always fresh fruit and delicious ice cream. We're open for lunch and dinner, but Sunday brunch is my favorite time at Cucumbers. With scrambled eggs, waffles, French toast, bacon, sausage, baked ham, chicken fajitas, brunch potatoes, warm gooey cinnamon rolls, and many other items to choose from, it's no wonder why Cucumbers has always been a popular Sunday destination. So whether you're looking to skip Mass, someplace to go after Mass, or just great food to maintain your Mass, Cucumbers is the answer to your prayers. Bring in your church bulletin or Minnesota Atheist newsletter and receive a $2 discount off the buffet price. Cucumbers, one heavenly buffet at 75th and France in Edina. Don't believe in God? Join the club. Humanists, atheists, and freethinkers have joined the American Humanist Association since 1941 to advocate for progressive values and equality for non-theists in America. Located in Washington, D.C., the American Humanist Association lobbies Congress on humanist issues, protects the rights of atheists in the courts, and supports more than 140 local chapters. Visit us at AmericanHumanist.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter to learn how you can join the club today.
Welcome back to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTMS, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I'm Scott Lohman. If you have a comment or a question, please call us at 952-946-6205 or send an email to radio at mnatheist.org. Arlen, welcome back to Atheist Talk. And Dave, um, you've got had quite a preface before we went to break. Have you got a question on, on that or, or uh, at that, this point? Well, it's just whether or not you've run into this uh, issue of money laundering in the mega churches. Uh, I think the Christian Coalition, uh, Ralph Reed, got busted uh, about ten years ago when he was supporting. Uh, uh, who was the the guy that was um, E Street, uh, the family, and and uh, he was he was being paid to oppose a, a gambling. Uh, a permit down in Louisiana, and uh, oh, good grief, why am I forgetting his name? Famous uh, scoundrel tied to Bush. Uh, that was the guy had a contract with an Indian uh, casino operation to get a permit in in Louisiana, and he paid Ralph Reed to oppose him so that he would constantly be able to take money from the Indians to to get them the permit. And so it it was this uh, scandal uh, involving, you know, it, it was basically a money laundering operation with these uh, with these right wing uh, so called Christians, and uh, whether or not organized crime, uh, you know, gets into uh, being able to just plunge hundreds of millions of dollars into a megachurch with no taxes, and it becomes an opportunity to do money laundering. Uh, you know that anonymous bucketfuls of money show up, and and uh, that organized crime are able to do money laundering through mega churches. Yeah. Um, okay. So thanks for that, Dave. Um, it looks like um, on that that's something usually the humanists don't necessarily get involved with, but we do keep an eye on what's going on with politics. On that, it's just um, something that we are aware of. The humanists, are, uh, uh, the American Humanist Association, actually has a smaller amount of members than some mega churches actually do nationwide. I mean, nationwide, there are fewer humanists than there are in some of the bigger mega churches. So it's interesting that they still find us kind of scary, even though it's like, okay, you have churches that are bigger than we are in our national organization. So we do have the concerns, especially about the concentration of uh, political power moving in with religion, and, and we do keep aware of that. Um, our parent organization, the American Humanist Association, in their um, magazine, the, the Humanist, will look at those issues plus other stuff nationwide. Harlan? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, there's so much money running around, uh, you know, uh, in the in the community, in the Christian megachurches that, uh, you know, I have no evidence of, of that one way or the other. But it wouldn't – it's probably a problem that uh, is out there. I just I just couldn't comment as to whether or not there's any basis in fact for it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff of that going on. But when it comes to then you've got their nonprofit staffs and other stuff unlike, that's where we have concerns um, on that is when they're doing that. But – being able to get into the depth of what they're doing with their money and how deeply they're involved with politicians um, gets complicated. And Jeff Charlotte's book, The Family, is a really a good book on that particular subject. Yeah, but there's obviously been a lot of uh, exposés of uh, of people, you know, church people asking for money over TV and getting huge amounts of money, and then of course the the leaders of the church spending it on themselves. You know, for uh, vacations and big cars and private airplanes and stuff like that. I mean, that's pretty understood. Yep. That's yep. part. That's part of the milieu of uh, the right wing evangelical community, in my opinion. Yeah. So those those are things that we do keep an eye on on that part. So um, before um, we had Dave's call, we were talking about some of the goals of the the local organization and what we're going to do. And you're looking at expanding um, our our basically the population that joins humanists. So what are some of the approaches that that we're looking to do? Well, I think the approaches are, are is in our programming. I mean, I think we have a very uh, strong programming sector, and the, and the idea is the way we reach people, and again, Meetup is one of our, our major channels of distribution, is, is try to design programs which would have people from all walks of life be interested in our message. Uh, 
obviously social justice is a big issue with us. Environmentalism is a big issue. Critical thinking. So our programming really is is designed around those those particular subjects. And hopefully folks who are interested in that will just come to our events and then get interested in humanism. Yeah, and this last month we had a very fascinating program on uh, looking about how we can do change and how we can approach some of, some of the, the big issues. And what's really cool is that we've taped that and that will eventually end up on our website. Yeah, I thought it was a terrific program. A gentleman by the name of Nate Hagens talked about the environment in a way that I really haven't heard before. He put it sort of in a historical or even geological um, perspective, and I found that very interesting. Yeah, his approach was more of um, how we can do that as individuals versus uh, that the whole approach of that most change happens by a small group of individuals moving forward and getting other people to start joining you. Correct. And so uh, he looked, gave it a nice historical and looked at myths uh, on that sort of thing. I, I don't think we've had a pre- presenter who's had that many um, PowerPoint slides if, if for us for a long time. And so it was a very information-rich uh, presentation. And so people can get that when that shows up on our website. There will be um, uh, links and, and the program itself, which was is extremely fascinating. What are some of the other programs that we have um, planned going forward? Well, we do have uh, our programming, community service projects. Um, some of our regular pro- uh, programs that we have that are uh, monthly, um, we have a, a, a DQ presentation. That's with Jerry and Mark. And what it is is that they put up out and meet up uh, the topic for the month and they have with links to where people could read or watch videos about that topic. And people come to like a public library that we have and say that we have that we use in St. Paul. And we have a wonderful discussion regarding that topic. And then they go out to dinner afterwards. Uh, Jerry also has a think or critical thinking sort of uh, presentation that he does occasionally. Uh, I do a coffee and current events thing where we talk politics every month at the um, – Dunn Brothers in Loring Park. Uh, we have a TED Salon, which Audrey and I do. We have uh, essentially, I research, we do a couple of videos, and people come to the uh, Southdale Library or another library, and we have discussions regarding these. We watch the videos, and then we have a discussion about the videos, and people can interact with each other and how they felt about the, about, uh, the presentations and the videos. It's very, very enlightening, really. Uh, we have the happy hours. We have uh, a sexual ethics discussion group with George Kane. I think you know him. And uh, we we have, again, the community service projects. We have highway cleanup, food packing, things like that. So we have a whole bevy of uh, of programming every month, free. Yeah, I like the fact that we're, we're involved with – we have people going weekly to help with, with the food shelf on that sort of thing. And as you know, I've mentioned earlier, we're a small group with no home. And so I like it that we've got uh, that kind of involvement in just our small number of members. Yes. We uh, – I mean there's always something to do and there's always something to appeal to, to everybody. So I would encourage listeners in the metro area – uh, if you're looking for uh, camaraderie, if you're looking for people who think like you do, check us out, humanismn.org. Sounds good, Harlan. As you hear the music, uh, please stay with us through the break. You're listening to Atheist Talk on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our secret animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. We are awake. I'm Candy Braffle, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings Magazine and host of Green Tea Conversations, a new show for people who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and play a more active role in their family's well-being. 
Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts who share the latest in natural holistic approaches in a fun and informative way. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversation as we awaken to natural health. Visit us at naturaltwincities.com. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design. I have a philosophy. Furniture should be beautiful, but if it's not comfortable, it's not much use to anyone. That's why at Habitation, we work hard to make sure that the furniture we sell is stylish and functional. Unique and useful. What more can you ask for? Habitation Furnishing and Design 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Atheists, secular humanists, and free thinkers. Here you are listening to the Minnesota Atheists Talk Radio Show, Atheist Talk. We hope you are enjoying it. If having a frankly atheist perspective on the radio waves appeals to you, please consider making a contribution to our radio fund. Our contract came up for renewal, and we need your help if you want the program to stay on the air. That will make sure that you can continue to have opportunities to hear interesting speakers with non-religious perspectives, and you can call up and ask them questions, too. Get the details on our website at minnesotaatheists.org, where you will find buttons to make it easy to make a secure donation through PayPal. Or, if you have a business and would like to reach an intelligent, progressive audience, please contact us through our website. That's minnesotaatheists.org. Or call us at 612-588-7031. If you are interested in us, we are interested in you. Don't believe in God? Join the club. Humanists, atheists, and freethinkers have joined the American Humanist Association since 1941 to advocate for progressive values and equality for non-theists in America. Located in Washington, D.C., the American Humanist Association lobbies Congress on humanist issues, protects the rights of atheists in the courts, and supports more than 140 local chapters. Visit us at AmericanHumanist.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter to learn how you can join the club today. Why must the world be so cold? They've gone against what was told. Thinking rape is cool? Think about it. They think it's not wrong? Violence against women? The rape? The abuse? The emotional? Physical? They all hold the hate. Think about it. Is it right or wrong? What attracts you? I'm not saying no names, but you laugh. Talk about it like nothing is wrong? Think about it. They all hold the hate? Gotta stop the violence. Stop the hate? Think about it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Humanism can be confusing for a lot of people. Many people confuse it with the the humanities or humanitarianism. Some religions even try and call themselves humanist. The Humanists of Minnesota are a longtime local chapter of the American Humanist Association, and Harlan Garble is the new president. Welcome back to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. If you have a question or a comment, please call us at 952-946-6205 or email to radio at mnatheist.org. I'm Scott Lohman, host today. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant. If you'd like to advertise in this program, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. This radio program is put together by dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of our listeners. If you're able to help with a donation, please consider doing so at the radio fund page on minnesotaatheists.org. Minnesota Atheists is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization. This week, we'd like to thank Alice, Jim, and Jeff for their donations. Our music is composed by member Brent Michael Davids and is used with permission. Check the schedule for book clubs, discussion groups, pub crawls, movie nights, and other gatherings throughout the year as well as sign up for meetups, listen to podcasts of previous programs, subscribe to Atheist Weekly email, and become a member all at mnatheist.org. And you can also become a member at the uh, Humanist of Minnesota website, so there. And now welcome back to Atheist Talk. Thank you. I just want to say one thing. Uh, Last year we went through a rebranding initiative. And although our corporate legal name, our 501c3 name is Humanists of Minnesota, we really identify ourselves now as Humanists MN as part of our rebranding initiative. So we have different slogans, different uh, mottos, different colors, different paraphernalia, just sort of like a fresh coat of paint we've put on uh, the Humanists of Minnesota uh, group, and now we're Humanists MN, yep. proudly so. And and I like the look on that, because it, it does give us a little more of a 
more big organization look than we had. The one we had before was like, okay, we're putting this together ourselves, and now this looks like we're we're moving up in the world. Correct. On that part. So um, you're talking about the just the, the things that we sponsor throughout the months. You know, there's, we have a fun event we do with Minnesota Atheists that comes up in December. Correct. Uh, we do a winter solstice event, sort of festivist for the rest of us, yeah. for these old Seinfeld fans. And um, this year it's going to be uh, on December 14th at the First Unitarian Society. Uh, we haven't uh, gelled all the... Uh, all the program yet, but uh, check us out. We, it's usually like 30 or $40 a plate. It's a wonderful meal, and it's a lot of fun. We put a program on. Uh, you meet a lot of people. Uh, we have uh, beer and wine, and uh, it's really a fun event. Again, we sort of uh, have that event with the Minnesota Atheists, and it's, I've, I've gone to several of them. It's always been a lot of fun. And it varies from uh, just doing some of our own performances to having in uh, performers and speakers. So it really um, is is quite a variety. But it's just a fun time to to gather around and uh, hang out with the people and get to know us humanists and, and uh, atheists up close and personal. Correct. On that part. So um, as far as some of the other events that, that the humanists like to do, um, what's some of the next pr- monthly programs we've got got planned? Well, what I failed to mention uh, in the last segment was that we have some new programming as well. Uh, Audrey and Seth of our organization, we have like a secular grief support group now. Uh, most people who if they lose a loved one um, sort of look to churches for consolation, but you don't really have to. I mean, we have – you don't have to – there doesn't necessarily have to be a religious background to have grief support, and we're doing that now. We have a secular support grief group. Uh, also, we're, we're doing um, – we do – we go to like cultural events around town. We uh, go to theater events. We go to musical events. And so there's always something there. Uh, we also have a um, mindful living program we're now doing with Audrey. Uh, it's sort of a little, little new agey meditation and how to get in touch with, you know, nature, get in touch with yourselves. I mean, it's, uh, it's not just for Buddhists anymore. It's for, for people who want to, you know, look in their minds and try to feel that there's a, a way of, uh, of experiencing the world. It's not necessarily the way we do every day, but getting into yourself and mindfulness, which is something we're exploring at this point. So these are sort of the areas we're, 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 we're branching off on. Okay. Yeah, some of those sound fascinating. There are some people who think we might be running a little new agey, but it's more connecting our our human bodies, in a sense, with, with the world around us. Yes. On that part. So um, so at this point, we've got uh, just um, a, a number of, of things we do monthly, but um, are we looking at any long-term plans beyond that? Right. Well, what, you know, we, we, we're called Humanist MN. And but we've always been sort of confined our programs and our and our outreach to the metro area. But uh, we're going to have plans to sort of move out state, uh, have programs that we have our programs that we're now uh, putting putting forth and in 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 the metro area. We're going to go to St. Cloud perhaps or Rochester and try to you know connect up with people who share our views in some of the smaller towns in Minnesota. And connect up with them and try to become more of a statewide organization. So that's really exciting, something that uh, we're going to do very shortly. That, yeah, that's great because um, we've we've helped um, Minnesota Atheists do that in the past, and it's great we're going back to that um, and having branches or, or helping new chapters pop up throughout the state. Right. And, um, you know, another program that we've started last, last uh, May – our Day of Reason event that we had in uh, the Capitol in St. Paul. Uh, it was May 2nd, if I recall the date, and that was like the National Day of Prayer. It's the same as the National Day of Prayer, which is the first Thursday in May. Right. And so the uh, the church folks were out on the steps at the Capitol having their speeches, but we had a wonderful, wonderful event. Uh, Suzanne Perry of our organization, our vice president now, uh, organized that. And we were in the, I forgot the name of the space, but sort of in the basement in the Capitol, right, right below the dome. And we had a number of, we had over 100 people attend, I believe. We had about 10 legislators, 
showed up. And we had a few people speaking. Uh, uh, David Schultz, professor mm-hmm. at the University of uh, Minnesota, I believe, political science or Hamlet, I'm not quite sure. He was our keynote speaker. And we also had uh, Senator John Marty talking about Medicare for All here in Minnesota. And it was a really a fun event. We had treats. We had speakers. We had camaraderie. It really was a great event. And we're going to do it this May. So okay. uh, people look forward to that in May, the day of reason to counteract the National Day of Prayer at the Capitol in St. Paul. So right. please and, come to that. Yep, the Minnesota uh, does that uh, as well on that stuff. So we want to show that we're out there. Um, so um, we've got quite a bit of time left. So some people, as I mentioned at the start of the segment, get confused by just what humanism is. So what's a good definition of humanism that you like to use, Harlan? Well, we have a new motto. It's secular nature, ethical, and purpose. I mean, I have like a paragraph in front of me. It's like a mission statement for the humanist, uh, humanist MN. But really what it is is um, – you could live an ethical life without necessarily having a supernatural basis for doing good. I mean, I, th- I think the the common conventional wisdom is that in order to live a con- lead a conventional life, you have to be you know tied in with God or some sort of supernatural force that sort of like propels you to lead an ethical life, to go out and help people at a, at a food pantry to feed the homeless, which we have done the last couple of months. No, and we're saying you don't. I mean, just human nature. Uh, people have a, a need to to lead an ethical life and to help others. And it doesn't have to be plugged into some sort of supernatural uh, imprimatur, as like one of the questions, Dave, the questioner said. Uh, you can do this. Based on based on an impulse of of being a human being, that you can go help help your fellow person without necessarily having to have uh, be driven by a supernatural force, and that's what we're trying to do here in in, in, in town, and that's what the humanist humanist MN is really about. Yeah, and we're also more of an organization for for people who don't need to do the Sunday morning thing. Because right. we have our meetings on Saturday afternoons on that part, but we're not – so people can then look upon Sunday morning for sleeping in except for listening to the Minnesota Atheist radio show right. uh, on that part. But um, – and give people a chance to to interact with those who say, sorry, I don't believe any of the supernatural. Right. And we have a monthly – you know, I mentioned all the programs. Of course, our major program is our community gathering which is, uh, I believe, the third Saturday of the month. Yep, third Saturday. And uh, we have a speaker, mm-hmm. usually a well-known speaker in the community. Uh, very interesting topic I mentioned last month, uh, uh, talking about the environment. Uh, we have uh, – actually, as long as we're talking yep. about our community gatherings, let me talk about what we have coming up. Yeah. Um, November 16th, we're talking about brain science and aging. Dr. Lisa James, January, we're having, of course, uh, December, we're, having, we're not having a community gathering. We're having our winter solstice event. In January, we're having Judge Jennifer Frisch talking about uh, judicial issues that are, that are prevalent in our community. February, David Schultz is going to be back talking to our group, February 15th. Uh, March 21st, it's to be determined. But in April, we're going to have a speaker on building urban resilience and climate, cha- climate change mitigation. So these are very exciting topics. We have very high-end speakers. And uh, we call it community gathering, gatherings now. We used to call it board meetings. <laughs> but we felt that, that you know, p- people would say board meetings, you're having like a business meeting. Why mm-hmm. do I want to sit through a board meeting yeah. or a business meeting? So we're trying to make it. You know, more communal, community mm-hmm. gathering where, you know, you can meet people who think like you, who talk like you, who, you know, have your, your sort of, uh, uh, of, of essence of what you are as a secular person, believing in ethics, and meet new friends, you know, socialize, listen to good speakers, and that's really what a community gathering is all about. Yeah, it is. And um, it, it's been uh, quite wonderful. At, at um, some point, we've even had child care available. So uh, um, we were able to, to help with, with the younger crowd um, on that part. And I do like the fact that we are bringing in much younger members uh, to our group um, 
on that because that's really exciting to see the changes that have occurred over over the time period and definitely gives us um, a good footing to move forward in the 21st century. Yes. So um, we've got about a minute left on this particular segment. Uh, so you've mentioned our, our monthly gatherings and, and the events that we do. Um, and then we also will occasionally show up on, on Minnesota Atheist Talk uh, and helping with uh, promote it that way. And um, then we'll let people know that the, the American Human Association, which is our parent organization, has a national conference uh, that they like to do. And then yes. uh, we'll send people to that one as well. We do. And also the uh, Free Thought Community, uh, the Freedom from Religion uh, convention that was just a week or two ago. We send people there. And we're, we're tied into all the other uh, secular groups in town, Minnesota Atheists or Emmet, Humanistic Humanism, uh, Humanistic Judaism. Judaism, I yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I got that out right. But uh, all the, all the uh, progressive organizations. Also, I'd like to mention uh, Compassion Choices. We support them. Medical Aid and Dying. Okay. It's a very important political issue for us. And, uh, and, and save that thought for okay, when we come back. on the other side. Okay, and you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF uh, AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Please uh, join us back after the break. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our secret animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. We are awake. Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious, authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking. Hi, my name is Mickey McCabe. I'm the owner of Cucumbers Restaurant at 75th and France in Edina. Many who have dined at Cucumbers are of the opinion that our buffet has evolved from an older, more country-style buffet. They look at our 50-foot salad bar and can imagine a smaller ancestor with far fewer choices. An ancestor that didn't offer as many hot selections or have a bakery with fresh-baked muffins and breads. Didn't offer homemade soups and lack the fresh fruit and ice cream bar that Cucumbers customers have grown to love. But some will say, where are the transitional buffets? In addition, they look at everything that we offer and say that cucumbers is irreducibly complex. If you were to move just one of our offerings, the entire buffet wouldn't function. Well, I would like to think that cucumbers was intelligently designed, since I helped design it. But at the same time, it truly is an evolutionary step up the buffet ladder. And as always, if you bring in your atheist newsletter or church bulletin, you will receive a $2 discount off the buffet price. Cucumbers, one heavenly buffet at 75th and France, Medina. I've never met another atheist. Sure you have. Non-believers make up 12% of the population. Then where are they? You can meet us at book clubs, pub crawls, discussion groups, movie nights, monthly meetings. Okay, I get it. How am I going to keep track of all this? Easy. Sign up for Minnesota Atheist Meetup Group and subscribe to AWE. What's a meetup group? Meetup is an online networking site that helps people build communities. We have over 700 members with at least two events every week. And what is AWE? It stands for Atheist Weekly Email. It comes out every Friday and lists everything that's going on. How do I sign up? Go to the Minnesota Atheists website, minnesotaatheists.org. On the left, click on the words Get Awe-Inspired. And for the meetup? Look for the red meetup badge on the right. Above it are the words, click here to check out the meetup group. I'm sold. Minnesota Atheists, Meetup, and AWE. What's that website again? MinnesotaAtheists.org. Welcome back to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I'm Scott Lowman. This is our final segment of the day. If you have a comment or a question, please call us at 952-946-6205 or send an email to radio at mnathatheists.org. Harlan, welcome back to Atheist Talk. Thank you, Scott. I, I want to say something. You know, we, we mentioned the Day of Reason event we had last May. 
But uh, it wasn't just us, the Humanist MN. It was also the First Unitarian Society and Ormet that partnered with us in putting that uh, that program forward. And I would like to talk about uh, something we have. So you, you mentioned earlier about bringing in younger people, more diverse people. We do have a social action committee and uh, social action team, and Christine and Marcy are the co-chairs of that uh, of that team. And we do support, um, you know, cultural political movements that are important to people. And one of our things that we really support, uh, our signature issue right now, is medical aid in dying. And about a month ago, we went to the House hearing uh, at the the Health Committee, Health uh, Committee of the Minnesota uh, State Legislature. And that's very important to us, and we feel that it's important that uh, that 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 legislation be, um, you know, be passed into law in the next session, if not the next session, when the Democrats uh, take power in the Minnesota Senate, because the Republicans are certainly not going to pass that law. And this is where the rubber meets the road in separation of church and state. We feel that's an important piece of legislation for people who are uh, terminal or suffering have the ability to choose to um, to end their own lives peacefully. Uh, and we feel that the, uh, the the Christian right is really opposing this. They feel for some reason that suffering is God's will. We don't we don't agree with that. We feel that humans could uh, could lessen suffering, and one of the ways to do this is to politically act and get that bill passed into law, medical aid and dying. And we work with Compassion and Choices, who are is the lead organization on that in the state of Minnesota. And we feel that the people who are listening to this program if they want to if they want to support that you know contact contact your legislators and three legislators we're really targeting right now they're democrats are dave pinto peter fisher and Kristen bonner uh if you are a um constituent of them please email them or write them a letter or call their office and say you support medical aid and dying yeah that's very important because um there's so many religious exemptions that get put in there or being uh, pressed on that for people not being aware that they have the directive that they can sign, but sometimes they'll need to do a little more than that because there are times when family members um, may not honor that. Correct. And so it's important to make sure that people have options. The state, uh, state of Oregon's had this for a very long time, and I can remember the um, the, the scary things that the people were saying. It's oh, no, people are going to be just bumping off their relatives on that. Right. And the number of people opting for it each year they give a report is is very small on that. And it's amazing that their overblown uh, concern about that has not been reflected by reality. Right. And all the polls uh, support medical aid and dying. And it's sort of like a shame that Minnesota, which is, you know, we see as a very progressive state, is behind the curve on this. I mean, we have about nine or ten states, I think, have enacted essentially the Oregon law. Oregon, Washington, even Maine, you know, have, have enacted this law. And it's just, uh, it, it's just, uh, it's amazing that uh, we haven't been able to, uh, you know, amass the political will in this state to pass that law, which is just elementary, I think, for uh, the separation of church and state to get the Christian right out of our lives, let people uh, you know end their lives in, in, in a way that they find comfortable for themselves. Yeah, because uh, um, it's it, interesting bringing that up because I'm a member of a number of sort of secular or atheist um, blog sites uh, throughout the web, and one of our members uh, had such serious cancer going on that he had decided that when it got to a certain point, he was going to um, take his own life rather than continue to suffer because his condition was not, it was terminal. It was just going to get worse and worse and worse. So um, our community discussed that and has been uh, dealing with with the loss. It's kind of interesting having to deal loss with a person that you only know as words on a page, um, even though you can pick up on that personality. So it's an important fact because people need to make that determination because there are some of those diseases out there that is just there's no getting better. It's just going to get bad. Right. And it's only for terminal people. If you're not terminal, the law will not apply to you. Yeah, so that that's important to keep in mind that they have those safeguards built in there, and that you need to work um, work with doctors to be able to do that. But it's nice to be able to be able to do that without qualms or putting somebody in danger 
where um, it's happened in some states or remember in the days of Dr. Kevorkian um, of his sort of thing on, on helping people deal with, with, with bad terminal diseases. Right. So it's nice to be able to move on from that. So we've just a couple of minutes left. Um, where do you see um, growing? We're seeing the, the quote nuns, not the ladies in the habits, but um, <laughs> the NONEs, the people with no religion, growing and growing. And where do you see us as humanists being able to help people find a sort of a new way when they when they decide it's time to give up religion? Right. The, uh, the, there's an institute in Minnesota that did a survey on uh, how young people, I think 18 to 35, what their spiritual or religious proclivities were. And uh, it's, it, it's growing. The nuns are the fastest growing part of the young adult, young adult universe. And where we fit in is that we are an alternative. I mean – even if you're not a hardcore, hardcore atheist or non-believer, but you have doubts about, you know, whether or not God exists, I mean, there are places for you to sort of thrash that out, and we're a home for them. I mean, if they feel uh, they're unclear, I mean, they could test us out. They could test other groups out, Minnesota atheists uh, and other groups in town, to see where they could fit in. That they don't have to belong to a church to to have a community, to be welcomed. Uh, to have like-minded people, uh, they could be agnostic. They could be have some sort of residual spiritual feeling. Uh, if they're a nun, but they don't believe that that uh, they belong in a church setting, that they're a nun, mm-hmm. uh, they don't believe they have to institutionalize their uh, uh, the way of feeling, the way they feel to belong to an organization where they're not comfortable with. So we feel that it's an alternative, to, you know, the humanist way of life. Free thinking, critical thinking, uh, environmentalism, social justice, those are the things that you, that you feel a connection with. Check us out. And where can they find us on the web? Humanismn.org. And so that's really simple on that. They can find all the, the – And the, that meetup. And that meetup. Meet yep, all the event listings we do. And coming soon, we are putting together um, our monthly uh, community gathering. Speakers will be put on the website so they can watch those presentations and just learn more about what we do. Right. Sounds good. So, well, Holland, it's been great having you on talking about humanism for an hour. It's not very many places you can find people just talking about non-belief and where we can go from there. Yes. So thank you so much for having me on today, today Scott. Yeah, it's been great having you. So I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk. This show depends on the generous support of our members, our sponsors, and our donors. Join us again next Sunday for another great program. Please consider supporting the show through the donation link at Minnesota Atheist org. The podcast for the show will be on the radio page later today. This has been Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota.